This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being presented to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to help our listeners formulate a good game plan and a good strategy when they go into the real estate market. You wouldn't go into a football game, a baseball game, without a good strategy and a game plan. Well, real estate's no different. So um, I have a really good guest here today to help me with this, Mr. Joe Sharoni. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You bet. Um, and Joe is with London Properties, been a realtor, what, 20 years? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've seen a thing or two. Been around a little while, yeah. <laughs> okay. And um, also, but you had an interesting career before real estate. I am. I was uh, I'm retired Air Force, 28 years in the Air Force. 28 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, did you fly? Uh, I have flown, but I was not a pilot, no. I started out, actually, people don't realize this, but I started out as a mechanic. And then I got into IT, and then I retired as an IT manager. All right. My father did Don't tell that. anybody I did IT. Then they're going to call and help me fix their computers. You know, it's funny because I'm buying some new equipment today, and I need help setting it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's already started. <laughs> so it's too late, Joe. You're, you're hired. I was going to tell you, my, my father was in uh, – he was a mechanic. In, of course, this was World War II, so the Air Force wasn't formed yet. Mm-hmm. It, was part, it was the Air Corps, part of the Army. Uh-huh. So that's what he did during World War II. Kept him uh, away from the battles. Yeah, good. Yeah. Now, I understand your father was had an interesting career, too, so I'd like you to tell us about that. You know, my father started out in the Air Force, too. He was a, an MP, and then he went from there to the Washington, uh, D.C. Police Department. And from there, he was uh, recruited to be a Secret Service agent. So he was a Secret Service agent from Truman all the way through... Uh, in the Ford. So I was raised there in D.C. I was born in Woodbridge, and we would go, you know, I sat on Kennedy's lap as an infant. I used to walk Nixon's dogs. We did barbecues on the ground. I thought it was just a place to go. I thought nothing of going to the White House. That's Uh, interesting. Yeah. So Nixon's dogs, I think the big name was Checkers. Checkers, yeah. I'd walk out there, and uh, President Nixon would see me, and I was Joey. Hey, Joey, you want to walk the dogs? You want to play with the dogs? And I'd walk his dogs or play on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Well, gee, that's interesting. <laughs> now, I finally met somebody, or not met, but I know of somebody very interesting, which is Checkers. You do? <laughs> yeah. Now, um, I have a little experience with the Secret Service, too. Back in 1972, I had just gotten out of high school. Uh, me and a friend were traveling back to in the back east and we stopped off at the democratic national convention and um, we were staying in this room where we had it all fixed up it was the delegate lounge Mm. the secret service would come and sit there and and you know take a break for 20 30 minutes so i got to talk to a lot of them and uh, then they'd go back to work and we'd clean up the room after them (laughs) okay uh and I can't tell the rest of the story on that. <laughs> Not on air. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk about the market and, and some stats. Okay. And, and now, usually i got to say for our listeners, but I'm going to say for you, I'm going to mm-hmm. uh, disclose that 
I've been asking this question a lot lately of every guest that comes in. What's your take on the market? So far, we're getting different answers almost every week. Nothing dramatic. Nobody's saying that it's horrible or that it's white hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting that there it is different. And now, and I know from you, I'm going to get an interesting perspective. Well, I don't know if it's going to be interesting or not, but it'll be my take. And this is based on uh, some stats, but also experience and gut instinct. Um, obviously, we're we're in the real estate market right now, so it's hot. Um, you're still a seller's market. Um, I look at it as, um, you know, the market is busy. Prices are up a little bit. There's a lot of buyers that have been waiting that are back out. So I think it's a great market. Fresno's always a good market. People look at the national averages. They look what's going on in L.A. or the Bay Area. Um, but we're different. You know, I'll also tell you this. Fresno is the new shiny penny in California. California has always looked down on Fresno. And I think what's happened, we've been in the news the last few years because of the high-speed rail. So people started to Google Fresno. And they're in the Bay Area and they're in L.A. or San Diego where their affordability level is pretty, you know, tight. And they're like, hey, honey, we could buy a house in Fresno, California, anywhere from 280 to, you know, a million, $2 million. Uh, and what, let's take a look at that. So we're starting to get an influx of people up here. And that's also pushed our market up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now... You've, you use the term little bit as far as price increases, um, and that's very different than like Silicon Valley, where they, they really went yeah. up there. I had a client that was looking for property in the Berkeley area for two years. Now, it's not that they didn't find anything for two years, but they were getting outbid on properties by not tens of thousands of dollars, but hundreds of thousands of dollars. And they were cash buyers. So the market up there is a little crazy. And I, I actually feel bad for some people that may have bought up there at, at that time. Um, but Fresno goes up and down. But we're always going to be affordable, more affordable than the rest of the state. I was uh, passing through Palo Alto one day, and one of my friends up there was having a broker's open house. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, stop by. You could see this great place. He had just listed it for $2.4 million. Well, I went through the house, and to be honest, I didn't really like the house. I mean, it wasn't that grand. Yeah. If you had picked that house up and moved it to Fresno, what would it be worth? A third? It probably oh less, um, less than a third. Probably uh, three hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. Wow. Now it did back up to a creek. So oh God! Waterfront property. Yeah, that's hey, right. You know, going back to those same clients, the Berkeley clients, they did end up finding something. Uh, 1,400 square feet in Berkeley, fixer-upper, $1.8 million. And a fixer-upper. Yeah. And I sold their house here in Fresno, beautiful house in Bella Montagna, 3,600 square feet. I think we sold it for seven fifty. And I, mean, I, I had no idea why. I said, you could drive up there, save yourself a lot of money. But they wanted to live in that area. You could have flown them. <laughs> <laughs> he could have bought a helicopter. You fly him. It yeah. would have worked out. Um, now, er, earlier you referred that Fresno's always been a little different. How, how so? Well, people have always looked down on Fresno. You know, those of us that live here, I moved here in 83. I'm not sure if you're a native or not, but I'm I moved here in 83. Um, I thought I would stay here for a little while and then move back to the East Coast. My parents are still there. Uh, but Fresno grows on you. You know, it's a friendly town. 
Um, it's easy to get around. It's affordable. I have, a, I have a ton of friends here. You know I like to play golf, so there's great golf courses here. And it just kind of lures you in. And I really like Fresno. If I want to go to the coast, you know, I jump into Carmel. I was in Carmel last week visiting a friend of mine. So it's, it's easy to get around. It's affordable to live here, and you can buy great houses. Yeah. In fact, um, the median price for the month of March was 280000 Um And kind of interesting, I, I'm going to throw some stats at you okay. and, and tell me what you think about this. Um, ah, here we go. Uh, for the month of March, and keep in mind this is not total sales yet because it the last closing day was 5 o'clock yesterday, mm-hmm. so not all the closing packages have made it into the real estate offices for the secretaries to input the closings. So this number will jump, but there were 512 solds so far as of uh, yesterday afternoon. The uh, February was 382. That was a that's a good February. Mm-hmm. January was 446, which surprises me. That's wow. almost 500 sales in the month of January, which is traditionally a little bit slower mm-hmm. than the rest. And then fe- February dipped down a little bit. I'm not sure why, but those are huge numbers mm-hmm. when you look at the, the the area of Fresno Clovis. Yeah, and of course February usually is lower because those reflect the activity in December mm-hmm. and the early part of January. Now, and this is where statistics can be misleading. Yes. Here, here's an interesting fact. It's not going to happen every year. But this year, the last day of uh, February was a Thursday. Friday is usually your big closing day mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, but there were an awful lot of sales that were recorded just on March 1st, which I would think really should be into the February bucket. Because they were February sales, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Short month. Now, a lot of talk about inventory, and let let me ask you about that. Right now, there's uh, in Fresno and Clovis, 1,128 active listings. Um, What are you seeing? Is there... Is it hard for a buyer to find something? Is that too little? No, inventory is climbing every day. Matter of fact, I took a snapshot just this morning before I came in here. New listings in the last 24 hours, 77. Okay, on top of that. Mm-hmm. So inventory is going to grow. This is, the, the, like I said, tis the season. So sellers are out there putting their, bar- their homes on the market. Buyers are like a, a bee at a hive, and they're just jumping on anything. So uh, I think the inventory and the buyers are, are balanced out right now. Okay, that's a word that keeps coming up, balanced. It seems like we are in a more balanced market right now. You know, I saw, it's funny you bring that up. I saw last year, April, May-ish, a little bit of a dip, a little bit of a slowdown, uh, which I thought was early in the season, and it stayed through the summer. It was was still, it was sales, there were few listings hitting, but uh, uh, buyers weren't out in, in numbers like they were normally. And so what I saw was the inventory started to pile up, and then... It, was, it, it started to balance between a buyer and a seller market, and buyers were starting to get more deals because sellers were on the market for 90 days, 180 days, and they started to come down a little bit. Ah, and that's something we're going to get into in okay. the next segment is days on market and the expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, there's sellers that say, oh, my gosh, I've been on the market five days, and <laughs> I only have two offers. Yeah. You know, it's odd to even say that. I Every house I've listed this year, this is not being – 
bragging. He's just talking about the state of the market. Every house I've listed this year, I've sold in less than a week. All right. Well, you're doing something right. I don't think it's me. I think it's just the market talking to us. Well, and to back that up statistically, um, of that 1,128 active listings, there's right now 991 pendings. So um, things are moving fast. Mm -hmm. So with that, we're going to go to our first commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio, where we are taking care of business. And here to help me out today, I have Joe Sharoni of London Properties. Been in the real estate business here in the Fresno, Clovis, Madera area for 20 years. So uh, Joe's very active and has a pretty good take on things. So um, before we went to the break, we were talking about um, days on the market. Mm-hmm. What here? Here's one of my I'll call it a pet peeve. All right, mm-hmm. is uh, you go to look at a house with a buyer, you haven't even gone in the house yet. You're still on the front porch, and it's like, well, how many days on the market is it? Almost as if that's an indicator of value. Right. What What's your take on that? Well, it actually is a, it is a little bit of an indicator of value, but. I think buyers will Google things. What do I, what do, I do when looking for homes? What are the questions I ask realtors? Um, instead of just looking at homes and falling in love with something, you're not going to overpay. So um, a lot of that I don't think they really need to care about, uh, but a lot of them love, love the statistics of the market. But, you know, sometimes it's a, an indicator of value. Sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. And here in the Fresno Multiple Listing Service, we have a thing called Days on market slash cumulative days on market. Can you tell us what's that difference? Well, the uh, uh, days on the market are the days that it's uh, on the market with this current realtor, or last time it was listed. Cumulative is uh, if it was off the market for a little while, relisted, and then that's the combination of those two, Mm -hmm. uh, or even three. It depends on how long it's been out there. Yeah. In, In fact, I know of a situation where somebody mislisted something and i mean you couldn't access was almost denied to the house it was 24 hour notice to get in um it was way overpriced but they were in a contract for six months so that cumulative days now carries over Mm -hmm. so it looks now that it's listed properly uh with good access with a lockbox on the front door um uh, priced accordingly, and yet it shows a lot of days on the yeah, market. That's why you can't really pay too much attention to those things. But you did bring up a good point, Don. The uh, uh, it now has a lockbox on the front door, easy access, priced right. Any seller listening to this show right now, listen to your realtor when he says we need a lockbox. Listen to your realtor when he says, you know, I wouldn't wait 24 hours. You know, four hours or two hours should be plenty. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you know, make it easy access. Otherwise, if a buyer calls up and says, I want to see your house at 5, and it's 9 o'clock in the morning, you say, oh, wait, can you wait till Sunday? They're either going to buy something else or forget about your house. Mm-hmm. Move on. You yeah. lost the buyer. They haven't seen it yet, so no. it's easy to forget it. Exactly. Yeah. And um, we still see a lot of that. And um, I, I think it also sends out a subliminal message the seller is telling the buyer, I'm in control. 
Yeah. You're going to look at it at my terms and my mm-hmm. time. And not a good way to enter into negotiations. Yeah. You know, there's some times when maybe that comes into play. You have an elderly couple or maybe there's somebody with some health issues um, and you need a little extra time. And that's where the, the agent can put in his agent remarks. Hey, listen, give me a little extra time. I've got a, you know, a health issue in the house. But that also brings me back to um, uh, the seller's market, buyer's market. Seller's market in my mind, and I'll just throw this out there. Somebody might might upset a few people, but a seller's market to me sometimes is a greedy market. Oh, the seller wants to control it. Oh, this is a seller's market. I'm going to ask what I want. I'm going to put the, I want a 48-hour notice. Uh, I'm not going to fix anything. I'm going to, you know, all those things. And it makes, themse- makes it hard for themselves. And I got a good comeback for that. Even in a seller's market, it's possible to price yourself and present yourself above the seller's market. Oh, so yeah. you're now you've entered into the buyer's territory where the mm-hmm. buyer's going to make a low ball offer because you're asking way too much. And it's really not a low ball offer. They probably they did their homework. It was, I'm going to tell you something right now. Fresno buyers are not stupid buyers. They know what the market is. You know why? Because we have Welcome Home Radio. Exactly right. That is true. <laughs> they're not they're not stupid. They read up. They know what home. And, you know, nice thing about Fresno, we, we are blocked in different neighborhoods, so it's easy to fairly easy to price homes. So they're not going to go into a home a, a neighborhood that's you know priced immediately at uh, at five hundred thousand and pay. Uh, 625 just because you have a patio cover you know it's 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 it like it goes back to a seller's market is a greedy market hey I, you know the market's great i know that my neighbor's house just sold for 550 but you think we can get 675 i got some new landscaping in the backyard and i put a new oven in last month you know it, it some things help value and some things help sell uh, and you have to differentiate between the two and, and know. You cannot overprice your house. Otherwise, and I know I'm rambling, but the uh, inventory is going to grow, and all of a sudden the prices are going to come down a little bit, and you're going to have to come down to a buyer's uh, pricing eventually. And why be out there for six, eight months trying to sell your house when you could have done it in a week if you had it priced right? Interesting you would say that, that um, a seller's market can be a greedy market. Mm-hmm. How about going the other way? Remember back 10 years ago when it was a buyer's market? Oh, my gosh. Hey, a- we want closing costs. We want you to paint the inside of the house. We want you to fix the, fix the cracks in the driveway. I remember all that. Yeah. Yeah. It can go both ways. That's for sure. So maybe it's a little nice or, or kind of nice to be in a balanced market it like is. what you said. It really is. Yeah. And you know the good thing about a balanced market, and you said this earlier, you can go out and find the house you love. And, and not the one that you're getting a steal on or, or that you're you're winning on. It's the house you love. And that's so with a home it's it's maybe different than a stock portfolio. You, mm-hmm. you know, a stock portfolio you can't live in it, use it. Um so you better win. Yeah. And it's strictly that's strictly an investment. Where home is it's it's an investment slash your home. Right. A little more there's something to be said for that. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying this because that's the conversation I had with my wife <laughs> recently. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a normal guy. I want to get something at rock bottom price. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she said, well, what about if you really like the house? You really love the house? Ah, okay. And what are you basing your rock bottom price on? I think some people just throw a number out. This is a great house for 550 Well, let's see if we can pick it up for 450 well, It's just not going to happen. Those days are gone. Yeah, and if you if you miss the boat on the house that you love, somebody else is going to buy. Because I will tell you this: the house hits the market, and you like it. 
so do 150 other buyers. So if you don't jump on it, somebody else is going to buy it. All right. A lot of people price uh, buyers want to make and sellers want an arbitrary price. Like they'll stop it, say 500. You know, I'm not going to go a penny more than 500,000. Well, maybe the house is really worth 502. But yeah. <laughs> so, how do they come up with those arbitrary numbers? Or the the one that another one of my pet peeves is pricing by square foot. Mm-hmm. So, um, a 2,500 square foot home compared to a 3,500 square foot home. That 35 is probably going to have the lower price mm-hmm. per square foot because yes. it's a bigger number to divide into the location value mm-hmm. and and the other values such as the pool, the tile roof. Yeah, that's a baseline. And you know, it, just like an appraiser, they're going to look for something within a three you know 300 square feet either way. So you get your base number and uh, and then you go from there. Hey, do you have a pool? Maybe we get a little more value. What kind of upgrades do you have? What kind of condition is the home in? And you kind of go up and down from there. Well, you can't stick to a number. Oh, this house is only worth two seventy two seventy two a foot, and that's that's I'm not paying a penny more. Now here's an interesting statistic out there, and, and I think sellers should heed this when um, th- they're pricing their home. During the month of March, sellers received 99.27% of their asking price mm-hmm. in the first 30, 30 days. After 30 days, that went to about 97%. So, uh, pricing it right. Price it right, get what you want. Otherwise, if it sits on the market, then you open yourself up to negotiations. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to sell the house for less than what you uh, have it listed for. And, you know, even as we go to a more balanced market, mm-hmm. let's say from a couple of years ago when uh, things seemed really white hot is mm-hmm. how I heard it described, still that asking that percentage of sell price to list price was still around 99%. doesn't really change. Yeah. yeah. So, really, a seller negotiates with themselves until, <laughs> until they find the right price point mm-hmm. to where it creates activity. Well, you know, that's, it's really important that you have a good realtor, too. So, the realtor will talk to you and tell you if, if you're maybe getting a little too high, we're going a little too high, we're getting a little too low. You've got to listen to your realtor as well. And if you have a good one, they'll tell you exactly what you need to do. And as far as listening to your realtor, that helps when maybe you're online or you're reading the paper or uh, watching news reports on TV where there's a lot of English students that are the journalists who learned a lot of really good adjectives, Mm -hmm. which make it seem more dramatic than it really is. In fact, in the next segment, we're going to be talking uh, with a realtor from San Diego because I found an article that was online and it's saying San Diego home sellers are slashing prices. That seems pretty dramatic. Yeah. Slashing. Um, sells as, papers. Yeah, sells papers. And, of course, nowadays online, it's called clickbait. Yeah. They want you to click on it because that's what they sell to their advertisers. Hey, look, we had mm-hmm. 2 million hits exactly. or clicks. All right, so um, we are going to come back from our um, commercial break, and we're going to be talking about that. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN.
Good morning and welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio we have Joe Sharoni, realtor with London Properties. We've been talking about the state of the market and how uh, seems like we're in a balanced market. I'll bet you balance, that word wouldn't sell newspapers. No, it's, not, it's just not exciting enough. <laughs> you, you need something a little more exciting. And um, so here was an article that came out saying that San Diego home sellers are slashing prices. Um, and so I called, and we have on the line here a friend of mine from San Diego, Jeff Campbell. Good, good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Don. How are you? Doing great. You're on 50,000 watt ESPN. You never thought you'd make it on the big sports station, did you? Well, you know, to be in the Central Valley, it's it's a treat, and uh, I feel I've arrived now. <laughs> <laughs> you have. Don't just feel it. You have arrived, Jeff. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, Super. okay. So what's your take on that uh, <clears throat> about San Diego home sellers or slashing prices? Is that true or what? Well, I I read that article that you sent me, and that was the the headline, and I I saw that that was posted or written uh, through Trulia, which is one of the online aggregators uh, with uh, Zillow et al. And you know, one of the things that that I I think that we've come to share with so many people is really take a good hard look at what you read and what you see online and in the news and you can break it down two ways one is is that 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 now common term fake news the other one is not the full news and i'd categorize that article as not the full news um i took a look uh beyond my own statistics at san diego marketplace and concern with this article and you know we have price adjustments in, in asking prices, uh, no matter what the market may be, whether we're up, whether we're down, whether it's uh, steady. And so that's not news that there are price adjustments. Um, and I think dissecting what slicing and slashing mean, the first thing that we think of is is these great big cuts. You, you've, you've heard those commercials. We've slashed prices on, yeah. on furniture, <laughs> on cars. Uh, that's absolutely not the case in in real estate. As a matter of fact, our market, uh, continuing since January 1st this year in San Diego, all over San Diego, has continued to increase in median sales price. So um, I think that's a bit of a misnomer, really. Yeah, and you know, as I read the the whole article, it was kind of a nothing article mm-hmm. but but the headline was big time slashing prices yeah. well and and this is where when i categorize this as part of uh, as partial news indeed there are price adjustments going on currently as a matter of fact i broke down one zip code in san diego and and like areas that you serve were comprised of many zip codes in one zip code, for example, which is Mira Mesa, that is inland from La Jolla with many single-family detached homes, out of 60 properties in one of the zip codes, 25 of them have had price adjustments. 
Now, two of those price adjustments were actually price adjustments upwards. But in all fairness, those statistics show a large percentage of price adjustments have occurred. Well, when we dig down even deeper, some of those price adjustments have been a conversion from fixed price to a variable range or adjustable range price. And categorically, that could be conceived as a price uh, 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 drop if the bottom of that range has dropped below the original fixed price that was posted in the multiple listing. So uh, I, I don't think that uh, this is news to you or your guest. Uh, uh, you two are professionals knowing that price adjusting uh, is is one of the strategies that's used by professional realtors to really find the wheelhouse or the price range of where any given property uh, can be sold at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that, Jeff. In, in any market, I don't care if it's a seller's market, buyer's market, what have you, you're always going to have price adjustments. And I did almost the same thing you did, Jeff. I took a snapshot of entire Fresno County as of today. So in the last 24 hours, there were 77 new listings, two price increases, which is odd, and 26 price reduction. So, and this is a good market up here. It's, it's, it's smoking, really. I mean, it, it, I wouldn't call it white hot, but somebody had mentioned earlier, but it's a very good market, and you still see price reduction. It's just part of the market. And, and a lot of times that price reduction is, uh, if, if you could picture this, the seller says, oh, gosh, I really wanted $25,000 mm-hmm. more than what you're, you're suggesting, Jeff or Joe. Um, let's try it for a few weeks. Yeah. So you try it. It doesn't make it, so now you price it where it should have been. Yeah. So somebody might, an agent, a seller might say, "Hey, I want to try and get five five fifty for my house. I know the market in my area bears five thirty, or five twenty five." And the agent said, "Well, I really think we need to be at five twenty five. He said, "Well, can we try five fifty? And so an agent might say, "You know what? Let's do that. We'll do it for thirty days because they want the listing or what have you. Do it for thirty days, and then you do a price adjustment because it didn't sell, and the seller's willing to do that. But with that, if that, well, what, go ahead, Jeff." No, I was going to say what's what's interesting is when I looked at uh, the price adjustments that that uh, our one zip code uh, uh, had, most of them, most of those price adjustments were less than twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and with a median price uh, in the five eighties in San Diego County, um, you know, a hundred dollars is a hundred dollars, and that's that's a big. Uh, that, that, that's we look at that very seriously for a client. Uh, yet, in the bigger scope of things, I might reword that article as, as rather than price slashing, I'll call it price tickling. <laughs> um, and the, there's another reason why professionals uh, like us might change a price, and this is to remain or to get back into the hot sheet. And that hot sheet is, as we all know, is something that that pings us or flashes at us when we log into the MLS, or maybe we just search hot sheets. And we're really doing our clients uh, the best service by keeping the properties in front of more eyes any way that we can. Mm-hmm. 
Jeff, I hate to tell you this, but you'd better stay in the real estate business. Don't take a job as a journalist because if you, ah. said, if you said it's price tickling, I don't think you're going to sell very many papers or you're not going to get read very much. You, you need to yeah, be well, more dramatic. Know, you, yeah, but Jeff is realistic. Ah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> which, which goes to uh, Don's point. Uh, I may not make a good journalist today. But, you know, I was thinking about this and, and – this is really the reason why uh, uh, I think people need to have in their arsenal of professionals that they know a top-tier professional realtor because that's where you're going to go to to screen some of the things that you hear in the news, on social media, in your mailbox, and say, uh, uh, you know, hey, Joe, hey, Don, uh, can you – Tell me what's really going on. And, and, you know, this is one thing I like about your topic and about your show uh, is I think uh, people really get a good sense of reality. Good. Thank you. And, and you know, I didn't tell you this, Jeff. I, I've told Joe this before. But in 2010, our local newspaper published a big front page headline that uh, July prices dropped a historic 29 percent. Not excuse me, not prices. Number of solds dropped a historic 29% in one month from June to July. Now, when we pointed out to the newspaper that, you know, the reality of it, June was a spike because June was the end of the federal tax credit program. So everybody tried to, to close then. <laughs> July was actually a normal month, in, and 2010 ended up being a really good uh, sales year for number of units sold. Yeah. But what so, was that spike in June? Oh, it went earlier, up it like 35 percent. Yeah. yeah, so it was huge, 35 percent. And so the next month drops a little bit, and and that's all they focused on was the negative. Right. Yeah. And then the the bad part is I got quoted in there, or half of a quote, because my whole sentence was that well, the 29 percent isn't so bad compared to the 35 percent rise the month mm-hmm. before. Of course, they cut my sentence in half and said, well, 29%'s not that bad. <laughs> I'm sure they sold a lot of newspapers that day at my expense. Don, Don didn't get a listing for six more months after that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, Jeff, what, one final yeah. question for you. What, you what is your best real estate advice coming from a guy in San Diego? Uh, besides calling me, it would be, to to buy real estate, uh, we want our kids to grow up to be able to uh, afford something. Uh, we want to have a portfolio that is diverse uh, and uh, really uh, the, the American dream uh, transcends just uh, uh, a place to call home. It is. Uh, the way that more people accumulate wealth uh, than virtually uh, every other way. And uh, for all those reasons, uh, I am just a big proponent in in buying property. And, and, and I know all the other sides of the coin that, that would say why we can't. But when you have a professional realtor, they're going to show you creative ways, whether it's a co-equity position, whether – it's uh, uh, 
getting uh, involved uh, in uh, multi-units and, and uh, uh, getting involved with your, your family, um, there, are, there are more ways to buy real estate than not to buy real estate. And, and that's my, my biggest big, – when I was 22, I bought my first property, and I am a very encouraging and, and empowering of people to have real estate in your portfolio. Okay, that's excellent advice, and it's the old saying, buy, buy real estate because they ain't making no more. Or I guess that's buy <laughs> land. They're not making any more. I got to quit saying ain't. My English teacher from high school saw me, and he said he listens to the show, and he told me, that is not the English I taught you. <laughs> so Yeah, but Don, it's part of you. Hey, that's who we are. Thank you. Was that a compliment? <laughs> it's always a compliment. All right. Hey, Jeff, thank you very much. And uh, we do need to go to our next commercial break, so stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, and here we are in the opening week of baseball season. It's been great so far. Two uh, two days of uh, Major League Baseball, and Put Me In Coach is a great walk-up song. So um, I asked somebody the other day if they would be on the show next month, and he goes, I'd love to because I want to pick my own walk-up music. <laughs> so... Here you are. We're putting you in, Coach. Uh, okay. Joe, give us some of the do's and don'ts when buying a home. Do's and don'ts of a buyer. Well, I would say one of the major do's is to is talk to your lender or, or get a referral from your agent um, and get pre-qualified. Find out right up front what can you afford, how much is it, am I going to need for a down payment, what's my roughly, what's my monthly payment going to be. So then you're looking for homes in your comfortable price range so that's most important thing and another do talk to your uh, uh find a good agent that you trust that you get along with because you're going to be spending a few a lot of time with them um but just be prepared as a buyer that's what i would say how about the do's and don'ts uh for a buyer of asking for closing costs um, years ago, when it was definitely a buyer's market, uh, we saw a lot of that. Nowadays, you don't you don't see that anymore. Mm-hmm. So you get yeah. asked, but I don't. Yeah. Okay. And um, my advice there would be only do it if you have to. That's the only way you can do it. Yeah. But don't forget, there are programs out there that will help out. Mm-hmm. Like, and the famous one is the Pop program, where you get it from your dad. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Hey, you, you hear it all here on Welcome Home Radio. <laughs> um, Joe, give us some of the um, do's and don'ts when being a home seller. As a seller, what I always like to do, like contact your agent, have them walk through the house with you, do a little staging, take the advice of your agent. So you want to be, you want to present your home to the masses. Sometimes you walk into a house and, you know, there's a pink room or it's very cluttered because it's comfortable for them. Uh, but you really need to pre- uh, prepare your home so when everybody walks in a the house, they feel, they feel good. It's 
open, it's clean. Cleanliness is very important now. So, again, prepare your house. Take the advice of your agent. Price it right. Prepare it right. And be ready to hit the market. There you go. And um, I call it homework. When I go on a listing appointment, I give them a little bit of homework. Sometimes. Very rarely walk in a house is perfect, but sometimes you have to give them a little bit of homework. That's a pretty good sound bite. You know, you'd be uh, – you might want to consider a career in radio if this real estate thing doesn't work out I couldn't for you. compete with you, Don. You're a pro. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, hitting the market properly, being prepared, and I think being prepared mentally also Yeah. as far as expectations is important. Well, again, that's where an agent will come in. They're going to tell you exactly what to expect. Okay, once we list your home, be prepared for that first week, first weekend. It's going to be busy. Um, I might even go as far as to give them a, uh, a prepaid Visa card. Just you know, go to the movies, go have dinner, grab a lunch, and just leave the house vacant because we're probably going to have eight or nine showings this, today. Or this Would you weekend. give me one of those prepaid Visa cards if I went and showed one of your houses? I'll give you one if you list your house with me. <laughs> anyway, um, so listen to your agent. And now I lost track. What were we talking about? But anyway, prepare your house properly. Listen to your agent. And then uh, uh, be prepared to have showings. Don't get upset when your agent calls and say, hey, we have a showing at 12. We have another one at 1.30. Uh, I heard that there might be another one at 3 o'clock. Uh, don't get upset. That's what you want. But be prepared for that mentally. Like jump in the car, go grab a cup of coffee. Typically, it takes 15, 20 minutes to show a house. Um, so maybe just go visit your neighbor for a little while. But you do not want to be home. Uh, it's just a psychological thing. You don't want to have a seller at home when you're trying to show it. And if you leave, if I call you and, and say hey, we have a showing at 1 o'clock, as you're leaving the house, do everybody a favor and turn all your lights on. Open up all your shades, mm-hmm. especially if you have a lot of windows. You want to have that natural light, as much natural light coming in as, as possible. It's kind of euphoric for a buyer. They love to watch it walk into a nice, brightly lit, clean home. You know, another good reason not to be there as a seller mm-hmm. is the things that are important to you might be a negative to the uh, the buyer. Um, I was showing a home recently, and the seller was there. He stopped us, or he kept us at the entryway, showing us this elaborate um, uh, alarm system he had. Well, what he's really telling us is that he needed that alarm mm-hmm. system. What he didn't know is that I was showing it to two police officers, <laughs> and they yeah. they checked it out. Said, yeah, this neighborhood yeah. is uh, yeah. not all that we yeah. want. Sellers will try to oversell. You know, the first time a buyer looks at a house, it's like dipping their toe in the pool. They're just all they're looking at is, does this floor plan work for me? Is this house in fairly decent condition? Um, if they like the house, they're going to take another look at it, or they're going to immediately write an offer. But if you're a seller and you over-talk and you try to oversell, you're going to just kind of get people to go into a defensive mode, and it turns off the negative or turns on the negative feeling they might have. So you don't want to over-talk. As an agent, I don't talk a whole lot. We should look at the house. Now, another thing that I think sellers need to be prepared for mentally is to avoid bad assumptions. And I'll throw one out there. VA loans, veteran loans, are not good for the seller. What yeah. do you think of that? You know, that is a uh, a myth. I think years ago, when the VA uh, uh, loans used to be a little tricky. They took a long time. Um, they were the, the inspector, the appraiser doubles as an inspector, and they really kind of would tear a house apart. It was kind of tough as a VA. Those days are changed. A VA loan now is probably one of the best loans you could have. 
as a as a seller. I would love to have a buyer come in with a VA loan. Um, one, the buyers are serious buyers. They're usually conservative, not going to beat a house up. And the, uh, the the loans go by fast, and there's a lot of incentives for a seller to accept the VA loan. Well, and let me tell you about one of those, mm-hmm. and, and that's going on right now through the Fresno Association of Realtors called the Veterans Opportunity Program, referred to as VOP. You know, that's they, real. They need to come up with something better than VOP. <laughs> Well, okay. You come up with something better, we'll use it. You, you're the guy with the good sound bites. <laughs> so, you know, the veterans program really can't get any better for the veteran. No money down. Uh, somebody else can pay the closing costs. Um, lenient underwriting. And by the way, don't think that this is a risky loan. The veteran loans are, even through the recession, was one of the best performing loans out there with no money yeah. down. Uh, so, and I think it's because the veterans have a pride in an extra pride in what they're buying right. because they paid for it. Yeah. Hey, let's clarify something real quick that you just threw in there that somebody else pays the closing costs. We got to make sure that it, it's not the seller. Seller doesn't have to pay the closing costs. Okay. okay. Sometimes the uh, the lender will absorb those costs or what have you. So there's not there's not major fees on a on a seller side anymore with the mm-hmm. VA loan. Okay, that's a really good point. And, um, and and the way that a lender can do that is in trade for a higher interest rate. Mm-hmm. So if the rate was 4, they charge you 4.5, and, um, and they'll pay a, a bulk of the closing costs. And I had a, a physician one time making good money, wanted the higher interest rate because he needed the higher tax write-off. There so go. So there are benefits to that. But what this Veterans Opportunity Program does is it gives $2,000 to the seller if the seller will participate in the Veterans Program. Um, uh, And it's an incentive to them to get them. And we're trying to end the myth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, there are some things that go along with that. It has to be for a first-time home buyer it has to be under 300,000 and somebody might say well why is that well that's cuz we got the money as a grant from the housing affordability fund of the of the California Association of Realtors so i think they wanted to you know being there the housing affordability fund they threw a few yeah. caveats in there but we did walk out with $50,000 yeah, that's great. You know, there's a lot of incentive programs for uh, low-income buyers, first-time buyers. Why not have something for the VA buyer? I mean, it served their country proudly, and uh, it's it, it's something nice to do, I think. That's right. Um, so the the way you get more information on that is contact your realtor and say, you know, I'm a seller. I'm under th- 300000 uh, how do I participate in that? And what are the pros and the cons? It doesn't mean you only have to sell to a veteran. In fact, I had a seller who participated in this. Uh, and we ended up with three offers, that, and none of them were VA offers. So they they accepted the one that was best for them, and they went on. They didn't get the $2,000, mm-hmm. but... Um, so it doesn't tie you down. It's only an incentive right. to actually attract more buyers. All right. Um, I'd like to ask you, uh, of every Joe, what do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show? 
Um, we have about a minute left. I would say don't get caught up in what you read, the clickbait that we just talked about with the San Diego market. Don't get caught up with statistics. There's a lot of statistics floating around that are national. Um, stay focused on your local and even stay focused on the neighborhood or the area of town that you want to live in. Uh, don't overburden yourself with numbers. Okay. That's good. And I, I have to ask you this because I asked Jeff Campbell this. What is your best real estate advice in 30 seconds or Be less? Be prepared. If you're a buyer, prepare yourself. If you're a seller, prepare yourself. It's easy as that. Listen to your real estate agent. All right. That's part of being prepared. Listen to your real estate agent. Hire a professional and you'll be in good hands. Well, we would like to thank all the listeners today for tuning in to Welcome Home Radio. And uh, thank you to Joe for showing up here. And, My pleasure. All right. We will be on the air again next Saturday from 9 to 10. So tune in again. And thank you very much. <laughs>